I love going to shows. I love watching rock bands. It's always a powerful sensory overload that bludgeons my faculties to a pulp through sheer volume. And I always welcome a good battering. It's what got me to do what I do for a living. Having said that, and I said that to set up what I really wanted to say, which is I don't go to shows as often as I used to. When you tour four weeks straight, a few weeks off, and then four weeks again, on and on, year after year, when you're home, sometimes the last thing you want to do is to go watch a show. Some might not understand this, but I've always likened it to going to the office on a Sunday. When you spend as much time as I do in rock clubs, which often end up stinking of alcohol and piss, staying home with the stereo at a respectable level, with a scented candle burning in the background, can be a welcomed change of pace. Some might say I'm getting soft, but those are only people who don't tour for a living, never have, and probably never will. Of course, have an opinion nonetheless. They probably start complaining on day two of the road trip. I'm not the only one who thinks like this off the road. Anybody who tours like a road dog and who's been touring hard for over 10 years, more times than not, craves silence and serenity. Becoming a hermit can often be the end result from being around people at their most extreme in a different city every single day of the week. I've seen it one too many times. I'm starting to turn into a hermit too. That is why when I saw Frank Novinick's Instagram post one day of him on the Kiss Cruise, I just had to reach out to him. Frank, a.k.a. Frank Three Gun, a.k.a. Florida Frank, is the guitarist in Hatebreed. Before joining up with Hatebreed over 10 years ago, Frank's CV was already impressive, playing in the legendary Integrity, Ringworm, and even Terror. I met Frank back in 2010 when we played the Copenhagen Festival in Copenhagen, Denmark with Megadeth, Deftones, Three Inches of Blood, and Hatebreed. And every time we bump into the Hatebreed guys, it's always a nice exchange. But not until his Kiss Cruise posts did I realize he was a big Kiss fan. And I didn't know just how big a Kiss fan until this episode. Frank is hardcore. Going on a Kiss cruise during downtime? That's a true rock and roller. As you will hear on this episode, Frank should be hired by Kiss to pitch the cruise to other Kiss Army members like myself who are on the fence when it comes to attending. Anyways, in case you weren't aware, this podcast moonlights as a Kiss podcast. I've dedicated several episodes to the band. Episode number 19 with Cassius Morris, episodes number 24 and 74 with Marty Friedman, episode number 34 with Jonathan Fenno, and of course, episode number 49 with Lydia Chris. Just like the previous episode, number 118 with Inge Johansson, where we focused on Glenn Danzig and his music, this episode is a discussion between two big KISS fans. Any overheaped adoration or inflamed criticism leveled at the band should be taken with a grain of salt. We, as fans of an entity as large as KISS, having stuck with them through thick and thin, are allowed our opinions, criticisms, and praise. Sometimes people can't make out the difference when humongous fans of a band get together and, due to their overzealous devotion and fondness, sound like that band's harshest critics, but nothing can be further from the truth. Also, one of the things I love to do is simply listen to another person's fandom for something, anything, especially if I share their enthusiasm for it. Frank's love and enthusiasm is so infectious, and after my talk with him, I had to spin a few Kiss tunes. After listening to this episode, you might too. I should mention here, the sixth Kiss Cruise will be taking place on November 4th all the way to November 9th of this year, 2016, from Miami to Cozumel to Grand Cayman. I'm not sure how many tickets are left by now. It always seems to sell out, but go to thekisscruise.com. That's cruise with a K for all information. Well, that's not a big selling pitch for the cruise, huh? Hatebreed are busy too, as Frank and company are about to release the Concrete Confessional this spring on Nuclear Blast. 
I can't wait for a new Hatebreed album. It's been around three years since the Divinity of Purpose, their last album, and that album slayed. Okay, anyway, here are two big Kiss dorks talking Kiss. You don't have to be a Kiss fan to listen to this episode, but it doesn't hurt. Either way, I'll bet anyone, even haters of Kiss, will be swayed to give them a listen after this episode. And why not? They're, they're the greatest band that ever was. I'd like to thank Blue Mike Microphones and Skull Candy Headphones for supporting the podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode and any of the other episodes. You can download and subscribe to this podcast for free. It's all free. Leave a rating or a review if you could, because it does help the podcast's online profile. Okay, here we go. Frank Three Gun Novinik of Hate Breed is this episode's guest on the official Danko Jones podcast, and it starts now. The Danko Jones podcast is the best around. They play the kid as Danko's crew will tell them for free. I'm sad, but I like to sometimes get me in from fucked up. Stop playing hangs out, too. What? What did you just say to me? You don't want to listen to the Danko Jones podcast. Well, fuck you, my man. You want me to take my fist and shove it up your ass? Because I will. Don't you dare say that shit about Danko Jones. Man, his podcast is the best in the whole world. Did you hear me? The best podcast in the whole fucking world. Listen to the Danko Jones podcast. Listen to the Danko Jones podcast. If you have nothing, now you have something, something to do. Listen to the Danko Jones podcast. Listen to the Danko Jones know that disco and rock and roll aren't supposed to mix and we all know how great a rock guitarist Danko is but when I accompanied him one night to a disco nightclub I watched in awe as Danko tore up the dance floor he was like Danny Terrio John Travolta and Adrian Zemed all rolled into one when he was finished dancing the music stopped and everyone applauded the two of us immediately left the club and ended up in a blues bar where I watched Danko jam on CCR and Chuck Berry covers till dawn. It was amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready because the Danko Jones podcast starts now. Hey, Frank. What's going on? Frank, how you doing, man? How's it going? It's going pretty good. You, uh, you're in Florida ahead. right now. Uh, I am in Florida. That's where I, I reside. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm originally from Cleveland, but I've been down here in Florida about five or six years. Um, and I know, I think from the te- messages we've passed back and forth and what I've read online, you guys are, hey, Breed is just finishing up the record now. Are you guys at the vocal stage or... Um, Jamie is finishing the vocals, but the record's just about done. Um, it's, uh, going to be 12 or 13 tracks and, um, you know, uh, it's, it's going to be called, uh, the concrete confessional. And, uh, it's been, it's been a long time since our last record, Divinity of Purpose. It's been a few years at least. So, um, and because of that, we are not on the road right now and we've had quite a long break, especially with the cancellation of the sound wave festival in Australia that gave us even a a longer break. Uh, so are given us, but, uh, uh, it's all good and, uh, we'll be hitting it hard, um, 
in April. Uh, we're doing the Empiricon festivals uh, in, in Europe, and then after that, we have a, a U.S. tour slated to start Friday the 13th of May in Cleveland, my hometown, and uh, um, that's going to be with uh, a Devil Driver supporting and uh, the Devil You Know as well. So Nice. Uh, there'll be a lot of stuff going on in, in April World uh, once this record comes out. So, Well, um, I had to, uh, I think it was a, what was it, November? Like back in November, I saw you would post, because I follow you on Instagram, I saw you posted uh, a picture of you on the Kiss Cruise with the band and then I just immediately reached out to you because I didn't know how big of a Kiss fan you were. And I said, Frank, we, you got to come on the podcast. We got to talk about Kiss because this podcast moonlights as a Kiss podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Kiss, huge Kiss fan. I mean, I always have been since I was young. And uh, that's what got me into music. And, and to be honest with you, like, I just am, am one of the biggest kiss fans in the world i mean them and blue oyster call are my favorite bands so um i just you know i'm it's next level with me i have the museum in my house and i do the kiss cruise every year and i've seen them 40 times and you know hate has been direct support for them at, at festivals and stuff so it's just like a fully blown kiss world for me i saw your i saw the instagram where you tagged me uh and it was like a video on someone else's uh profile of your collection and all I wrote was, my God, it was, <laughs> that's all I wrote. It's yeah. humongous, this collection of yours. It is, and it keeps growing. And, and, you know, the video that you saw doesn't do it justice because it's one of those little however many seconds you can film on Instagram videos. But, um, yeah, it's a money pit and, you know. <laughs> It's, you know, uh, every, you know, I have a lot of the 70s stuff, you know, the toys and, and things like that and, and, and posters and, and costumes, you know, um, and uh, a lot of the stuff that they, they've make uh, during the reunion tour, you know, there was a whole, in 96, there was a whole slew of toys that came out then and collectibles and action figures and whatnot. So it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, KISS fans are obsessive and, and, you know, uh, obviously one of one of if not the most merchandise band in the world so well um yeah so i mean when i found out you were that big of a kiss fan there's there's a lot of questions i wanted to ask you and wanted to get your opinion about sure uh the first question would be how was the kiss cruise how is it on there the Kiss Cruise, and I say this with confidence, is the and I and 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 Danko, to be honest with you, I vacation like Paul Stanley said. You've got to live like you're on vacation, and when I'm not in Hatebreed on the road, I do, I do just that. That's why, I, that's why I live down here in Florida, and I'm constantly going places and going on vacations, and and I tell you, the Kiss Cruise is the ultimate vacation. I have. Uh, there's 20 of us that went last year. So, and it's oh. a majority of them are people that come down from Cleveland, the guy, a couple of the guys in ringworm and, and just friends that we are kiss freaks, you know, part of our kiss army, if you will, but which is now the kiss Navy. But, right. um, you, you know, um, it's, and, and I'm talking about friends, wives who come and don't give two craps about Kiss and they still say it's the greatest time they've had. It's really awesome. And, and to, if you're a, a diehard Kiss fan, it is the ultimate experience because it's, number one, it's going to be where you're going to hear them play songs that they never, ever, ever play. And they really do. I mean, I, I'll hand it to them. As much as they love raking in the cash and some of the things that they do are ridiculous, they go out of their way and learn the songs. And I I know a lot of that has to do with Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer right. uh, playing the songs um, that that people want to hear. I mean, we we get the, the most obscure stuff on the cruise. Like and what? It's, like what? Like what? I mean, like they. The, I think it was not this one or the year before. The year before, I think Kiss Cruise Four. We heard every song off Hotter Than Hell, except Strange Ways which Peter sang, and we heard it on the last cruise, and Eric sang it, and it was awesome. They they came out two years ago and really kind of shot themselves with the foot with the obscurities and, and set the bar with obscure songs when they started playing songs off music from The Elder. And then they realized that... <laughs> 
the response on the ship is insane for stuff like that yeah. because these are the diehards of diehards that are yeah. on the ship. There, there's people from 30-some countries all over the world that go on this thing. So when they played something from The Elder, that just opened the floodgates for them to realize that they could pretty much play anything that's obscure in their whole career, um, and, and we will eat it up. Wow. Um you know? I mean, you're a real good pitch man for the cruise for me, man. I mean, if you so you're on every one because they just announced the new one. They just announced a new one. It's going to be a Creatures of the Night theme. So we think as collective KISS fans and the nerds that we are talking on the on the KISS cruise Facebooks and all that, that they're, when that curtain drops and they do the indoor show, that they're going to come out with Thayer and Vinnie Vincent's makeup and Eric Singer and Eric Carr's makeup because they're recreating that tour. And I kind of feel like they're going to have the tank on stage and everything. So aside from the show that you see during the weekend or, or however long the cruise is, the cruise is usually four days. This year's it's five. Um, what they do is when the ship sails away from the port in Miami at four o'clock in the afternoon, everybody on the ship gets a shot of Cabo or if you don't drink, they give you whatever. And we all toast each other and the boat sails off into the sunset and they play on the pool deck up until last year. It was acoustic. Uh, last year, this past year they did electric and it's a, that, and, and during that show, they play just about – I mean, we don't know what they're going to play then. So it's it's crazy rarities. I do have the set list. Um, you can, can can look at them online. but um, And that sets the tone for the cruise. So like two hours long, we're sailing off into the sunset at like 4-something in the afternoon, and they are playing their first show. So then uh, over the course of the next three days – you have a day where you can go see them play. They play twice, but you can only go to one show because they can only fit half of the ship in the theater per night. So whatever night you don't go see them play, that's the night you go and you get your pictures taken with the band. And it's just you and whoever else is in your room with you that gets your picture with kids. There's no randoms or anything like that. Right, right. So. And then, you know, last year was uh, Alive, Kiss Alive. They recreated Kiss Alive, right. and they wore the costumes, and they had the candle uh, thing on stage and the sirens and all that, and they did Kiss Alive 1 in its entirety um, as the indoor show with, this, with the Alive costumes on and everything. So it was very cool. Well, what's interesting hearing you say that on the Kiss forums and stuff, you guys are speculating that the next big Kiss tour will be the Creatures of the Night. I've heard that Gene especially Gene out of the two of them is, you know, always kind of lurking on eBay and he's online. He's always watching. I bet Gene or at least one person, one degree away from Gene is lurking on those forums where you guys are speculating and taking the ideas that you guys are hatching. I don't doubt that. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's funny because what had happened last year was they announced that they were doing Kiss Alive uh, 1 in its entirety for Kiss Cruise 5. And the Internet backlashed and it blew up in their face so bad because people that are diehard Kiss fans are like, no, we don't want to hear Cold Gin. We don't want to hear rock and roll all night. Right. Kiss cruisers don't want to hear that. Yeah. And they went back and said, in 2008, you did a 35th anniversary tour of Kiss Alive 1, and you did the majority of those songs then. We don't want that. So then all of a sudden, there's an announcement on the Kiss Cruise website that they're taking requests of name three obscure Kiss songs you would want to hear them play the Sail Away show. So then... Everyone started bombing uh, um, bombing them with um, with rarities, and on the Sail Away show, they ended up opening up with Flaming Youth, a song that they haven't played since 1976. Wow! You know, I said they did Strange Ways; they haven't done that. Um, they were doing like Take Me off Rock and Roll Over, and just um, really, really rare songs. So I think that you know they they realized that, um, and, and it goes back to me saying that they really shot themselves in the foot when they when they played the Oath off of the elder. Right. And yeah, you know, after, on Kiss Cruise 4, so that on 5 people want the rare 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 stuff. So I think I think that um you know 
maybe Thayer and and, uh, and Eric Singer at some point were like, you know, what if we did a show where we wore the other guy's makeup or something like that? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, you're already in Ace and Peter's makeup. What yeah. the hell? I mean, why, why not throw the other guy's makeup on for a show, especially just if it's going to be the cruise where, you know, that's the only place that people are really going to care about that. So I don't know. You know, I, it's it's interesting and and you never know. But they definitely listen, listen to the feedback, like you said, and they're definitely lurking and. You know, they may even get ideas for the cruise after they've already announced the cruise, like you like you uh, said that you know that might be the case. Well, here's here's something that I've always discussed. I've been discussing for the last two three years with Kiss fans. Whenever I can can meet them and sit them down and we talk like you and I are talking. Mm -hmm. But what has become to me the most rarest part of Kiss, the Kiss entity? are the 13 years from 83 to 96 where they took off the makeup. Mm -hmm. And every single time you hear about Kiss nowadays, it's all about the makeup. But it's been, uh, what is it? It's been 20 years this year that uh, Kiss have been in makeup. Sure. And the, the no makeup era is now actually the rare Kiss that, and uh, so what is your stance on the no makeup era and would you go i know you would but do you think people would go to a kiss cruise when if they're at creatures of the night now if the next cruise is like lick it up animalize absolutely because you figure how many diehard kiss fans are around the world and yeah. go on the kiss cruise the kiss cruise sells out every year so that being said I think that rarities are what gets the people there. The stuff that they don't that they're never going to hear at the show. So I, I feel that they can dabble in in Animalize, Asylum, Crazy Nights, Lick It Up, the records we're talking about, um, even the the Revenges and the Hot in the Shades. But um, you know, um, I, I think that that absolutely would sell out the Kiss Cruise for sure. And and, and to be honest with you, like I love those records. I, I love, love those records, man. I mean, Lick It Up and Animalize, those two records back to back are awesome. And, and and Lick It Up is a very heavy record. You know, Vinnie Vincent wrote very heavy songs or co-wrote heavy songs. So much that some of his material even popped up on the Revenge album yeah, long yeah. after he was out of the band. But yeah. um, I, I feel that, you know, the the fans uh, would, would want, want to hear that because they've pretty much, between the last three cruises that I've done, as far as the first six studio records go, you know, Kiss, Hotter Than Hell, Dressed to Kill, Destroy, Rock and Roll Over, and Love Gun, they pretty much played every song off of those records, which is awesome. I mean, it's I've heard Almost Human and Plaster Caster and, and, and all these songs, you know. Right. Um, Kiss in Time, even, they did, which is, I know, is a song they, they, they've hated since wow. day one. You know, the label made them yeah. cover that song for the first record. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like it's like, all right, well, you've already done the Elder um, songs, World Without Heroes, they play, and the Oath. I mean, certainly you could throw a, a Thrills in the Night or a Who Wants to Be Lonely or something. But I think that a lot of things that Kiss does now are based around the fact that Paul's voice is not what it used to be at all. Ah, and um, okay. I feel like that there's probably songs that they know that there's no way and that he knows there's no way he's going to be able to pull off. So I think that has a lot to do with it. And that's why you hear Eric uh, singing a lot of songs that Peter sang, which is very cool to me because Eric has a great voice, just like Eric Carr did. And, um, you know, I think that has a lot to do with it as well. I mean, uh, hearing some of the songs that Paul tries to pull off and when he's on, they're fine. But when, when he's off that they're not, you know, right. for, uh, we all know that, but um, I think that might have a lot to do with it. But uh, especially since um, on those non makeup records, we're talking about the vocals were only by Gene and Paul. You didn't have an Ace and Peter singing the songs anymore. It was just those two singing the songs. So, right. Yeah. yeah I think you had to take that into consideration too. Right. So if they do like a lick it up, they even with Creatures of the Night, Paul's got to nail half that album. Yeah, I mean, I, I the thing about Creatures of the Night, I think they're recreating the Creatures of the Night tour. So the set list is still Firehouse, War Machine, and whatever, whatever, um, whatever songs they were doing on that tour versus. You know they're not they're not doing that record in its entirety, but you know they've given us "I Still Love You" and and "War Machine" and "I Love It Loud" and "Creatures of the Night." They they've played on the Kiss Cruise. Um, Can so, Paul nail "I Still Love You" though? 
I don't know if they're going to try to pull that off. Yeah. So I really don't because I don't know that, that I, I, you know, I know since that records came out, they've done that song a lot live on, on tours in the eighties and obviously was on kiss unplugged, uh, MTV unplugged, but I haven't heard him try to nail that just because where would they go play a song like that now? You know, when you go to see them now, the consensus is they're always teaming up with another rock powerhouse. They were on tour with Boyz and they were on tour with Aerosmith. They were on tour with Motley Crue. You know, they come, they were on tour with Def Leppard. I think that to get the packed houses and the, the outdoor sheds and the pavilions uh, all over um, North America, I think that, that that's, what, that's, that's what they're doing. So that being said, you're splitting your set time between two bands because it's like a co-headline thing and you're only getting the hits of hits with kiss. So I don't think there's any room to put an, I still love you or anything like that in there. So I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what, what they end up doing for that. But the thing that's funny about me with the creatures and I thing that is on, on record, that is their most unsuccessful tour they've ever done. I mean, if you go and look at the Wikipedia on that, um, that tour didn't even go half the dates. I don't think because the, the, um, attendance was so bad. And even though that was a comeback record for them, um, and they got heavy again after you had, you know, the disco records like Unmasked and, and, and um, Dynasty, and certainly, you know, music from the Elder was considered a complete bomb and failure. Um, to come back with that record and have I Love It Loud and, and it be heavy again, and they pulled out the old costumes, the, the, the tour did terrible. It was awful. And I think there's a story that Paul Stanley says where he remembers throwing a guitar pick into the crowd and it shot over the back heads of the 2,000 people or whatever that were on the floor and it hit the ground like past the crowd in an arena. So, you know, it's interesting, you know. Yeah. So it all goes back to it being the Kiss Cruise and it's the diehards of diehards and, and we'll, we'll take it all and – but um, we'll see what happens with it. I, I really hope, and I, and I think that the gist is that the rest of the crews, uh, the Kiss Cruisers that go over here, are, are hoping that they really do put the other guys in in, um, in Vinnie Vincent and Eric makeup. That would be cool, I think. I think with, you know, the the popularity of heavy music in general with this generation and um, – the, the the generation before, I think there's more of an acceptance of heavy music. I think Creatures of the Night over the years has gained like a, a like a reputation. Like it's it's gained in popularity. I think in the discography of Kiss. Definitely, um, you could say that for sure about the band. I mean, a lot of people like that record. You know, you, you hear a lot of people giving that record praise. You hear Revenge getting a lot of praise just because it was such a heavy album for them. But I think overall, like you know, in the last, unless you're like a kid of a, a, a Kiss fan like myself, um, or you know, you know, people that are are in their twenties that that you know their parents were into Kiss and now they have these young babies and stuff. Other than that, I think for the most part, people don't. Unless you were there in the 70s when it was going down or you got it, you know, in the 80s, people just think Kiss is a joke and it's stupid. And, you know, I've had people tell me that they think that Kiss is the Barney of rock and roll and and like just they just don't get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But they also they love Slipknot because they you know, when they were young, they saw that image and all that. And that's really what it was for us growing up is people don't understand it. They weren't there in the 70s. And I try to explain to people that Kiss not only was like the biggest band back then, they were like the biggest thing. You know, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing or hearing anything about Kiss. Yeah, they were like a Drake or Rihanna or Jay-Z of today. Sure, but I mean, even with all the merchandising and stuff, you know, Kiss Meets the Phantom came out in 1978. It was a television movie for people that don't know. Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. And it was like the second most thing watched on television that year besides the Super Bowl. So that kind of gives you the magnitude of how big this band was. Mm -hmm. Um in uh in culture so it's you know I, I think that a lot of people don't understand that because they weren't there for that and it's nonsense now and then you you go to see them play and they don't sound as good as they do and they look old with the makeup underneath and and you know i understand it you know i, I can understand the the point of view of somebody who's younger and might think that that's nonsense but so yeah. is there is there a point where you ever gave up on them or they did stuff that made you mad? Because a lot of fans wrote them off when they took the makeup off. And if they didn't, they were still in some. They didn't care for, 
you know, once Hot in the Shade came out because it was too poppy, or if you were still holding on at that point, you got back into them when they put the makeup back on, or then and then you know, a lot of people, the 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 straw that broke the camel's back was replacing Ace and Peter and having guys in their makeup. Are, are you? Does any of those matter to you, or did you yeah. did you ever? They do well. I, I will admit, I I do not like Hot in the Shade and Crazy Nights. I oh. I, have, I didn't get into those records. I have them, but yep. I don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but I would always listen to Kiss. Like sure. I would go listen to the the records I had, the back catalog. Um, I love the concept of the solo albums. I love the movie. I love what they did um, throughout their career. That kept me a fan during like the, what I thought were the weak moments in their career. And then once the makeup was on, I think, you know, we're all old enough when they put the makeup back on to just enjoy them as the nostalgic act that they themselves embraced. Yeah. But I, 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 now that some time has passed, I'm, I'm more interested in some of like you as a super fan, more interested in, you know, the, 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 the eras that, you know, weren't so popular or aren't even given a glance anymore. Like, yeah, let's talk about Lick It Up. Let's let's talk about Animalize and Asylum. Like, those were some heavy... They were still getting... They were charting. They were still a vibrant band. They were going on par with, like, Poison and, and Crew and Warrant and Cinderella. They were, they were trying... Bon Jovi, they're trying to be Bon Jovi, you know? Sure. And those Heavens on Fire was huge, man. Remember that? Like that was huge. Well, that was the beginning of MTV around then too, as well. You know, you're talking about the the video music years, and and obviously you had that wheel to to um, promote. So um, you know they they they've known they've been known to change with the times, without a doubt. I mean, you can't say that they haven't. They put out a disco song in '79. You know, yeah. they wanted to take their shot at a concept record in '82. It failed. You know, they went glam. Um, obviously hardcore when glam was big in the mid eighties, look at what they're wearing on asylum. It's insane. Who wants to be lonely video is, is hilarious, man. Sure. Sure. And it's a great song and it's a great album, but you know, you look at them and they definitely were always with the times just to, to, you know, going from that rock band to being that heavy metal band and, and glam and, you know, uh, it's uh, it worked out for them in the long run, for sure. But I think that's why you and I, as fans, love them so much because they do have their weak moments, and that endears them to us. I think, like, I kind of poke fun at them so much, but I feel I can because I'm just such a guaranteed lifetime fan. Sure, you know, like just bust their balls so hard that it's only because I, you know, there's I just they're my favorite band ever. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, it, it, it's, it's, it's almost like you have levels of Kiss fans. You know, it's, it's so funny because you just, you, you're talking about that. You know, you can sit there and rip them apart for things that they've done, and yeah. you know, still go back and see them, and still, you know, uh, support the band. However, so it's uh, that's how you know you're a true fan. Um, now, something I wanted to ask you on the Kiss Cruise is this would probably really make or break it for me. And one of the things I love about Kiss so much, like you said, was the merchandise and just the excessive merchandise this band has. On the Kiss Cruise, is there like a flea market of Kiss products? There's not. Um, one thing that's awesome about the Kiss Cruise, and, and, I, and I, I always talk to people about the Kiss Cruise, not, and with a, before going forward, I will say that if there's a chance that you are a diehard Kiss fan and you can go on this Kiss Cruise, you have to go. This is the ultimate experience for a Kiss fan, period. I mean, you're on a boat with 2,500 people in Kiss going all over the sea. So it's like you're part of the Kiss Navy now. It's it's incredible. And they really do make it awesome and accommodate you well. So that being said, back to your question with the merch, they have a um, a room where they sell their merch. And it's funny because like the opening night of the cruise, the line for the merchandise is an hour and a half or two hours to get into the room. Not kidding. So... Um, <laughs> There's all kinds of Kiss Cruise only merch there. Stuff that you can only buy on the Kiss Cruise. T-shirts that say Kiss Cruise 4 or 5 or whatever the cruise is. Sure. They sell things like flip-flops, beach towels, sunglasses. <laughs> they're, they're very smart about it. Drumsticks, guitar picks, 
um, things like that. Um, it's not like they have all this crazy old memorabilia and things like that. They don't. But one thing that's cool about the Kiss Cruise, and they do this every year, is they give you – Kiss gives you – they give you gifts on the cruise, like every day. Like when you go in your cabin at night, and 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 the and your your um your uh, person that's in charge of taking care of your cabin, uh, they 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 set your room up for the night and make it all nice and turn right. out lights and and whatever they do. Yeah, it's always a new gift from Kiss on your bed every day that they give you. That's only for you and on the cruise. And it's like all this stuff they've given us over last year. Um, they gave us they pressed 2500 records for the cruise only Whoa. and it's and it's a kiss cruise vinyl record and it's got rock and roll all night on one side live and it's commemorating the kiss alive theme that they did on the cruise and it's all hand autographed by you know it's not stamped or nothing by the band you know every year you would get a poster from them uh like a, a very cool Kiss Cruise poster art, um, and it would be autographed by the band. This year, they went with a vinyl record, and they pressed 25 of these records. And they also gave us a yearbook this year, a hardcover, very nice yearbook. It has your rank in the Kiss Navy, because you have ranks. Um, You're a lieutenant, or you're a a petty officer, or you're a captain, all according to how many Kiss Cruises you've done. And you have huge laminates that you wear on the cruise that say that on it. So (laughs) when you look in the yearbook... You have your ranks of everybody who's ever done a Kiss Cruise before. Their name is in there. And it's all the photos. And, you know, the Kiss Cruise is always over Halloween, so we have people dressing up on the ship. Even though this year, this is the first year they're doing it a, a little bit after Halloween. But um, some of the things they give you on every cruise are Kiss Navy dog tags. Uh, those are very cool. Um, we've gotten a beach towel from them. We've gotten a shot glass from them. We, I've got a, a throw pillow from the Kiss Dress to Cruise, which is where they wore the suits like they did on the cover of Dress to Kill. Right. Um, wow. They never performed live in those before. They performed the show live with the suits on and the makeup, and it was incredible. They, wow. they, they came out and opened the show with anything for my baby, I think, or something like that. Oh so, my God. Yeah. It was, it's just, it, it, the kiss cruises though. all. I mean, if you're a, if you're, if you're somebody that's like, Oh yeah, kiss, I know the hits or whatever, then, then go see them when they come with Def Leppard. It's right. still a mon- a monster show. No pun intended. It's still, it's, um, it's still, you know, worth every penny you pay for the show. It's still awesome. But if you're a diehard fan and you celebrate more than just the hits and you know, a lot of the songs, then you got to check the Kiss Cruise out for sure because, if, like I said, I have people who's who go on the cruise that aren't even huge Kiss fans at all, and they have the best time ever. Because aside from the Kiss stuff, you're still on a cruise. You know, you're still getting off the ship in the Bahamas or Jamaica or wherever it is you're going. There's so much cool stuff, Dango, that I can't even tell you about the cruise that goes on. I mean, really, I mean, I'm, every room that you go into in the ship. This is one of my favorite things. Um, Every room that you go into on the ship, be it the casino or a bar or a lounge or your room even, has the entire KISS catalog, every song that they ever put out, solo records included, on shuffle. So you could hear like a something off Peter Chris's solo record, and then you would hear Rock and Roll Night. Now, it's different in every room. It's not the same throughout the ship. So you can go in the casino and hear uh, Almost Human playing, and then you know you could go in the next bar over and Rise to It's playing. So that's awesome, I think. Uh, I love that about it. Um, on your TV in your room, you have a channel that just plays only KISS concerts. That's it. That's all it plays. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so even when you're chilling in your room, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. My, I took my son last year, and he's 20, and he's never been, and he, he's born into KISS, and he loves them. But, uh, you know, I tell the story. It's funny. uh He's like, do you remember what happened last night? I said, no, I had a great buzz on. I came back in the room. It was late. He was already in the room. I came in the room, and I was going to tell him something. And I said, hey, uh, just so you know. And then I looked up at the TV, and I saw they were playing elder footage of them from 1982 playing live um, on a TV show. And uh, it just you know, totally distracted me. And I pointed him. I said, <laughs> awesome. That is. And then I went to bed right after that. He says, you never told me what you're going to tell me. You were distracted by the elder footage. So, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, there's so much going on. The casino has kiss poker chips. I mean, anything you could think of it. It's so cool. Um, I, I really, you know, I know that it's not to sound like a commercial, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's booking time for the kiss cruise anyway. So if anybody hasn't gone or they're trying to get on the ship, uh, you know, now's your chance, but, uh, it, it really is awesome. I look forward to it every day. It sucks. 
because we book in January or February, and then the cruise isn't until the end of October. So, you know, you have all that time to... But do to, you tell the other guys in Hatebreed, like, hey, you, we can't play for these days? Well, that's funny you asked that. I was booked on Kiss Cruise 2 and uh, some shows that came up and I had to miss it even though I paid for it. So I had to sell the cruise to somebody else. But ever since then, we haven't booked anything for it. You know, and, and my bass player, Chris, has a, has a young kid now. So he they like to be home for Halloween with the kids and stuff. Right. So, you know, um, I'm dragging my drummer on it this year. He's never been. He's a... A, he's an average Kiss fan, somebody that knows a lot more of the songs than just the hits, but not you know not a not a diehard diehard like I am with the tattoos and all that. But <laughs> um, he's going to go this year, so I'm looking forward to it. I really more than anything every year I try to. I have so many Kiss diehard fans back uh, in Cleveland where I'm from that um, we always try to get somebody to go that's never gone. And this past year was great. We, we took my son. He's never gone. My girl went, she's never been. My sister went, she's never been. We had a singer for ringworm my best friend since we were kids. Um, he went and he's a huge kiss freak. He finally got on it. So we had a lot of people. I just want everybody to experience it at least once, you know, because it's, um, it's, it's, it's something that's awesome. And, and we heard, through the grapevine of our people that work for Six Man, which is the company that's in charge of the Kiss Cruise, that next year we think that um, they're going to take it overseas and that this is the last year it's going to leave out of Miami and next year they're talking about Europe or something like that, which makes sense because a lot of people from that ship are from Europe and, you know, you have to consider they travel to Florida every year and, and do it. So, Well, um, what is your ranking in the Kiss Navy then? Um, I think I, last year I was lieutenant, so I don't know what I go up to now. I would have to look and I think it's like a captain or something like that next year for me then. You know, I was a petty off first you're a sailor, then you're a petty officer, and then you're a lieutenant, and then you're a captain. I think next year I'm a captain. So I think that's how it works. And then, you know, I, I, I don't know how it goes after that, but um, how they do the rankings. But um, it, it's sweet, and it's like very uh, – they don't, you know, it's, and, and we played the Motorhead Cruise this year, right. and it was awesome, and it was awesome, and I, we had a great time, and it was even better than I anticipated it was, um, and not to take anything from Motorhead or, or that cruise or anything, but this is this is some next level stuff, and I think just because they've done it so many times and worked all the kinks out, that it's just, they make it perfect for everybody, really listen to everybody's feedback, and, you know, uh, the ship sells out every year as well. So I think it's a, a lot easier for the, the cruise ship and six man to accommodate people uh, when they've got uh, a sold out ship and the money to do all that. So, yeah, right. You've almost convinced me cause I'm not a, I'm not a beach kind of guy. You've almost yeah. convinced me to, to book on the kiss but, cruise. I'm almost there. I mean, to be honest with you, now that you tell me that you do know that I will be hitting you up every day until the booking <laughs> trying to get you on this boat. <laughs> because I know that you'll enjoy it just as much as I do. So, and then I really, really would be awesome to have you aboard. No pun intended, but, uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, it, it, if you're considering it, it is cool. And, you know, you don't have to be a beach person, you know, I mean, we get off the, we get off the ship twice this time and we're going to Cozumel for the first time ever. We're after that, we're going to the Grand Cayman, uh, this year it's five days instead of four. And they always have other bands play. Last year was Steel Panther and Lita Ford was on it. The year before it was Pat Travers, who I love and watched the crap out of his shows. You can appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, fellow Canadian. Yep. But, uh, and he's down here in Florida with me, and I love Pat Travers. And I, I really enjoyed watching him play. And that year, Cheap Trick was on the cruise as well. So it's not just Kiss. I mean, you know, you had uh, the Dead Daisies last year. You had all these bands. Yeah. Um, they do like eight bands. So... And they usually get a couple heavy hitters besides Kiss that are on there. So it's a, there's always something going on in the ship. There's always bands to check out. Is yeah. there a Kiss cover band? Like anywhere? Band, well, that band Pris played on one of the Kiss cruises, I know. And that's an all-girl Kiss cover band that wears the makeup and stuff. So. Okay. Um, but, you know, they all host activities on board. They have a belly flop contest where Gene and his wife and his daughter were the judges. Um, Paul... Um, did a pizza making con uh, 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 it was like a pizza making seminar where he's making pizza and stuff, and it was hilarious. Like it was so much fun, you know. And he was wow. he was totally witty and busting everyone's balls in the crowd and talking trash on Gene and just like it was so cool. 
Um, it's funny. Somebody yelled uh, during while he was making the pizza. They're, they're like, "Use your stage voice," you know. And uh, somebody <laughs> and Paul laughed and he says, "Hey, this event's free." And then like five minutes later, he was like, "And then you take the dough." <laughs> and it was it, it just it just stuff like that is completely awesome. Oh, uh, they, they screen the uh, the Scooby the new Scooby Doo movie that they put out for the kids. Um, and they have popcorn and stuff. I think Eric did a. Um, Eric does a drum clinic thing. Um, Doc McGee uh, was on there, and he did a Q&A for everybody, and it was actually for Jericho's podcast. So it was a podcast for Jericho, but it was open to everybody on the ship with Doc McGee. That was super awesome. Uh, Tommy Thayer did a thing called Name That Tune where he was up on the pool deck, and he only did solos from Kiss songs, and we had these contestants who had to guess the songs. Um, but usually he's the judge of the Halloween costume contest. But they, you know, they switch it up every year to make it different for the people that have been on multiple cruises too. So, oh my God, it sounds like it. That sounds like the best vacation ever. It is, you know, it is. Like, and it goes back to what I said about people that aren't even huge Kiss fans that come along because they're with somebody that is. I mean, it it is a vacation. You know, you are eating like a, you know a champ, and you know, you know, you're you're having a good time hanging out, and the weather's awesome, and everybody's all smiles. You know what I mean? It it, it is a vacation, and uh, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's a cruise. You know what I mean? It's not just you know. Uh, it's not. I, I always tell people when I'm trying to convince them to go on. I said, you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to hold your hand and make you fly to a foreign country just to go to a Kiss concert. We're going on a vacation together here. You know what I mean? We're going to have some, you know fun in the sun. So right. Wow. Well, Frank, man, this is amazing. I'm. This is exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. Sure. I, I wanted yeah. to get the goods because I. I've. I've not heard first-hand accounts of the Kiss Cruise, and it's nice to hear it from someone who's been multiple times so that you can kind of compare yeah. and watch it grow. Well, I am an enthusiast. I will say that first and foremost, but you know, I, I, I know a good time uh, when I've had one, and it, it is really awesome for sure. And you know, they do everything to make it great. Uh, Six Man's a great company. And, you know, they have so many rock cruises now, or just music cruises. You, you know, the, the 70,000 tons of metal you have, and I, I know that 311 does a cruise, and Leonard Skinner does a cruise, and Kid Rock does a cruise, and, you know, obviously we did the motorboat cruise, and it's like, I think it's cool because it's like, without coming up with some cheesy analogy, like on Paul Stanley, I would think that, you know, it's, 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 it's you get something different than just going to a show. If you have the money and you want to go splurge and do something extra cool, this is an option for you as well. Right. You know, to get more intimate with the bands you love and have a great time. So I think it's very cool. Well, we did the Motorhead, the first Motorhead motorboat the year yep. before you guys, and we had a blast. Yes. Yeah, so you know what the gist of it is then at least because it's kind of the same thing. It was a Norwegian ship or no? It was uh I don't know what the I don't know the the cruise line but it was from Cozumel. Okay. Or it's a Cozumel, yeah. Cozumel, yep. So Yeah, I mean so you know what it's like to, you know, as far as like the setups where the bands play and you know, you're on the pool deck or you're in a small venue or you're in the main main uh yeah. the, the main theater, so it, it's it, it's like that, but it's just uh, you hear on a ship with uh the biggest kiss freaks from all over the world, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's exciting. Now, are you the only kind of band guy there, like anyone else who, because a lot of band guys, you know, myself included, when we're not on the road, we stay at home. We don't want to go to a show. We want to, that's kind of like work for us, you know, and here you are, you're, you're jumping back in there. Do you, have you run into anyone else on those Kiss Cruises? Um, aside from the people that are in the bands, not really. I mean, if there's somebody that was in a band that was on a ship that I, I just didn't recognize them, you know, and it's cool because to be honest with you, like with kiss, it's so different from Hatebreed that only a few people that, that really know Hatebreed are like, Oh my God, aren't you the guy from Hatebreed? I'm like, yeah, you know, Oh, you love kiss. I'm like, I, I love and kiss freak, you know, but, uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, for the most part, I don't, you know, I don't really recognize um, people. I, I do run into like crew guys I know that work for other bands and stuff because they'll be on the ship uh, working for the cruise line or for for some of the bands or whatever. But uh, right. not really. I mean, um, I don't know. I just kind of, 
I just you, you think that maybe I would run into a couple people, or maybe there's some other people in bands that that do the kids cruise, and and maybe there are. I don't know, but I haven't ran into anybody. But I need I need somebody else from another band. Hints, hints. So <laughs> we can get you on there, and, and you know maybe we can get some kind of awesome podcast going on on the ship. And, oh man, and, if I'm there for sure. Yeah, because you have all those bands at, at your fingertips anyway. So I'm sure that you can make something like that happen. I know, I know, Jamie was doing those on the Motorhead cruise. I'm pretty sure. So it's, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously, uh, I said Jericho. He has this podcast. He he did, um, he did, uh, he did um, Doc McGee, and and that was a really cool to hear all those stories about Ace. Oh my goodness, you know what a what a rock star that guy was. But. <laughs> You know, uh, another cool thing that they do on a Kiss cruise is Kiss does a Q and A on the pool deck, and uh, that's cool because the four of them are up there and they're they're busting each other's balls pretty good, and you know they're up there in their Hawaiian shirts and their their uh, sun hats and their and their sunglasses and stuff. And this year to switch it up, they let the little kids ask the the, the band the questions, which was hilarious because you know little kids will say anything. Yeah. So you know that was cool. That was another cool thing that they did. So it's very. Uh, it's very interactive as far as like uh, with the band, you know, as far, you know, from things like getting your picture taken with them and just you and your cabin to them doing the Q&A's, obviously the, the two concerts you get to see. You know, the first one is when the ship sails off. The entire ship hangs out on the pool deck and watches them. Yeah. And, and then you get the indoor uh, show um, with the makeup on uh, during the next couple of days after that. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, and another thing I forgot to tell you about. Oh, geez, it's a huge thing of the kids' groups. They've really <laughs> Gene doesn't miss a thing. Um, they have cups that come out every day. Okay, so the four there's four day cruises. All right, well there's four guys in the band, so every day at six o'clock, people are lined up at every bar at the ship because they have the cup. One one day's the purple one with Paul's logo on it. The next day is the Gene one. It's red with his logo, Tommy, et cetera, et cetera. Each day they release the cup, and there's only a thousand made, and it's the only place you can get them. They're his cruise cups. So you see people walking around, and it's a Cabo drink that's in there. It's a it's a Cabo. Uh, uh, Cabarita, they call it. It's just tequila and the Cabo mix, and it's on the rocks. You see people walking around with like seven of these drinks because they want seven of the cups. So it's like, or you see people that don't like to drink this stuff or don't drink at all that are walking with a stack of five or six cups. They just pay the $8 for the drink just to get the cups. So like every day, it's like that's part of the itinerary. Okay, we got to eat dinner. Six o'clock, we got to line up for the cups. Uh, Eight o'clock, we got to go meet the band. It's it's. It's insane. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah, the kind it, of shit I, I love. Every cruise, they uh, they do different cups, so they don't do the same ones, you know? Right. Well, thanks, Frank. Thanks for doing this, man. This is awesome. No problem. So uh, much fun. Yeah, I mean, it's without sounding like one big commercial for the Kiss Cruise, <laughs> you know, uh, it was good talking Kiss with you. I always enjoy talking about Kiss with uh, fellow uh, Kiss Army members and hopefully future Kiss Navy members, so... Thanks, man. You got it.